0: This is the Aftermarket Radio Network.
1: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Diagnosing the Aftermarket. I'm Matt Fonslow, and I am really, really pleased to be able to have one of my very best friends, at least in the state of South Carolina. I'm kidding. He's really one of my very best friends uh, on the podcast. He's a... Not only a tech support uh, provider, but also a trainer for LMV Bavarian. And he is, he'll try to tell you maybe he's a BMW extraordinaire. And I doubt he'll even say, he'll use the word extraordinaire to describe himself. But the guy is just crazy smart on just about everything. Uh, So without further ado... Man, Justin I'm Morgan, definitely going to have to send you a royalty check on that one, Matt. Extraordinaire. That's I got to make my money back from the last one. I paid a friend off to speak highly of me, and he did. Then he wants bonus money. It's like, ugh. yeah, that's, it's expensive. That's over the top, man. I think that might be a little bit, but I'm
0: glad we finally got to do this, man. I know I, I kind of stood you up yesterday, but um, you know, I think
1: people of your stature can.
0: If by stature you mean people that run around like they have lost their mind, yes, sure.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Yesterday, me chicken head cut off, you know,
1: it was so, chaos. Oh, yeah. Justin, Justin, you know, it's no secret we are facing a technician shortage. Did you know at Napa Auto Care is addressing that? I had no idea. Yeah. Tell me, tell me. Yeah, they have a free 2-year apprentice program that offers a variety of training to produce a technician with 3 ASE certifications. You can learn more. Yeah, you can learn more by uh, visiting member.napaautocare.com. Uh, hold on. I, can we can we change the podcast to talk about that
0: because where was that when I was starting?
1: Dude, you're in kidding, right?
0: I, so it's funny that you mentioned that. So real real quick sidebar. North Carolina, which is the state, you know, North of me. Um,
1: north Carolina is north of South Carolina?
0: Yeah, I know, right? It's For some reason, people think... I got to get a globe. Just yeah, stand by. Yeah. People think I live in North Carolina for some reason. Uh, a lot of people think uh, I live in I Minnesota. Because I keep telling everybody you live
1: in North Carolina. Yeah,
0: probably. You know, can't fix BMWs. Can't pick out states on a He's map. He's a tar heel. Oh, no, 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 no. But uh, North Carolina has an apprenticeship program. So quick shout out to Lucas and, and that team that deals with that. Tanner's involved with it, too, I think. Um, but that's pretty cool. So Napa's going to do an apprenticeship program. That's hats off to Napa. That's, that's freaking awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of times we just need some structure. I I think there's a lot of shops out there that they want to grow their own or they want to bring in somebody with a, um, diploma or degree from a two-year, but then put them on a good path to becoming a, you know, whatever terms we want to use, master tech, journeyman tech, line tech, you know, just a productive tech who not only produces for the shop, but also can make a good living for themselves. I think we're all really interested in that. And a lot of times, you just don't know how to do it. And a program like this can get you on the path or I guess maybe quite literally provides the path for you. That you know, that's
0: that's good, and with Napa being behind it, it's it's likely going to be a a nationalized, standardized program, which could be amazing. I I don't know anything about it, but just that's that's almost mind blowing to me. That's that's awesome.
1: It's cool. I like that. I agree. Something Justin and I were talking about a while ago is we're both kind of, I guess, would you say movie buffs. We watch a lot of movies i would say movie buffs yeah we've had a few conversations that pretty much were only done in there movie was an quotes. entire dinner one night at vision that was nothing but movie references <laughs> <both> between
0: <laughs> you and i and 14 other people at the table going what are they talking about what what,
1: what movie, movie is that from <laughs> My, michael dudikoff who the hell is that <laughs> he, it's a hero he should have been the next freaking john claude van damme oh, better man. oh what, totally way better, better. way better Certainly better than Steven Seagal. Yeah. Oh, wow. 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 Reaching for the stars. Man, everybody's
0: giving Steven crap lately. You put on 60 pounds and everybody loses respect for you. God.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it was the weight that did it. But <laughs> well, I'm going to blame I it think, on that. I think when he is... When they determined he was a... I think he's a living god. Ooh. Yeah, yeah Tibet. I think uh, the Dalai Lama... Deemed that he is a uh, living embodiment. Pretty sure. So much crazy there. Yeah. that There's a story about him. Not that not, we're not going to go on a big Steven Seagal riff here. But there's a story <laughs> that um, Rob Schneider tells when they were filming. Boy, I think it was Rob Schneider and Steven Seagal. I'm, I'm going to go on a limb here. I think it was Glimmer Man. And Rob... Is invited to Steven's trailer and Steven, you know, was in the, must be in the back somewhere, of the trailer, a huge trailer. And Rob gets in there and sits down, and waits. And then Steven walks out, you know, many minutes later, maybe a half an hour later. And he's like, I just read the most amazing script I've ever read in my life. And Rob's like, really? It's, you know, perks up like genuine interest. Like, really? What? Who wrote it? And Stephen responds, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: I remember this from when uh, Snyder was on Howard Stern one time. He was yeah, all these was stories.
1: It. Yeah, I think I remember that. That's awesome. That. It, got to, it got us to thinking or talking about the way technicians slash mechanics are portrayed in media, be it movies, television. And then, of course... News magazines or new, you know, the news, the news stings. Um, but especially movies, like I really struggle to find any examples of texts or mechanics that are depicted that are very bright, uh, or have their stuff together, uh, aren't former hitmen. I just, I, you know, or not criminals. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, I think I came up with two. Oh, wow. You did better maybe, than I did. Me may, Maybe maybe three. The third one's pretty weak. <clears throat> the, the One of them has a huge caveat in it. So the, the number one, the, the first one that comes to mind as a, a mechanic or somebody of great mechanical aptitude that works on fixing things, you know, automobiles, uh, I think they had in the scene of a motorcycle. That had that he had some intelligence was uh, Morgan Freeman in the Bucket List. Okay, uh, but yeah. I think he must have worked for a mun- municipality or something like that. I don't think it was an auto shop. the The other one is on uh, Tom Cruise in War of the Worlds, where he's a crane operator, but he must have must have used to been a mechanic, so he couldn't make enough money being a mechanic, so he runs a crane. Which I think those guys that unload the the big cargo ships, I think they do a little pretty well for themselves. I think they do pretty well. Probably can't blame them. Um, but you know, after the invasion, he fixed the, fixes the van with the starter solenoid. (laughs) 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 No mechanic could have possibly figured that out. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, nobody else can seemingly drive, but the crane operator can. He's got it. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the other one is John Travolta in Phenomenon. However, he needed to get a brain tumor before he was very smart. And then he was extremely, extremely smart. That's kind of the that's kind of
0: the M.O., though, whenever people depict mechanics or technicians. Right. Is that, you know, we're, we're not that smart. So we had to get a brain tumor that
1: increases our mental capacity. Right. That's kind of a bummer. he can move objects with his mind. Yeah, he could have killed flat rate. He could have. God, he could have killed flat
0: rate. He could have killed flat rate. He could have killed it. So it's funny that you say move things with your mind because that brought me to the one that I had the epiphany on, which is a story that apparently everybody has missed the entire um, plot for, which is you know the the chronicles of a crew of interstellar
1: mechanics. You know, Star Wars, right? I I admit I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I did not think about that when I was trying to think of movies with mechanics on there. But you're you're right. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Chewie have speeders, and Chewie's the he's the flight mechanic, right? Chewbacca,
0: <laughs> and then you know
1: he couldn't fix the hyperdrive, but
0: whatever. well, it's okay. The motivator. God. You know it, it, it's all right. Han got it. You know it just needed a couple wax, and then you know Luke Skywalker. He was a mechanic. He dealt with the evaporators or the condensers, you know, on Tatooine. It's true. And then R two D two. Yeah, R two D two. He's a mechanic. He's he's designed to repair and maintain starships.
1: Right. So he probably would have did well on flat rate too because he's he's good under fire. He is. He's really good under fire. He's just awesome at it. Another another guy that I think might have been okay with uh flat rate, I'm I'm not ultra positive that he was a tech, but I think he was uh in the movie uh Zoom with uh Tim Allen. I think when he lost his uh super speed powers, except in his one finger, either I think it was his index finger, he still had super speed. He used it to mix his drinks, shaken and stirred. But um, Mostly he he could have yeah if he'd have had his super speed, he would have killed flat rate too.
0: I still say I think R two D two is your best your best bet. If we had a celebrity face off, I think R two D two is our best choice. I Think he's got it.
1: Yeah, I mean, if he was complaining, you how would you know? He's just over there beeping. Sounds the same. I mean, that's. Yeah.
0: What it would sound like in most of our shops if we had, you know, a reality show
1: anyway. It's so. been beeping over there a lot. Do you just need to get recharged, or what, what's going on? What's going on here? Upgrade them from NICADs to lithium ions. So, I'm sure, lithium nobody,
0: yeah, I'm sure somebody listening at this point is like, what are these two guys babbling on about just nonsense of movies?
1: Not nonsense.
0: It, it's not nonsense. Well, it made sense to us, right? So, the question is, is... What's depicted of us? What does that do to our image?
1: Right? Unfortunately, I think it's more harmful than we give it credit for. Right? It's easy just to say it's fake. Right? Movies are fake. The media is fake. But, you know, when it's repeated over and over enough, depicted over and over enough, that stereotype perpetuated over and over and over, it kind of starts becoming true it does but you know it leads to
0: crazy things right the thing that irritates me the most is some of the commercials there's this AT&T commercial they had this um, they had this campaign that they did several years back and it was okay service and one of them was the okay mechanic and so a customer comes out and wants to talk to the mechanic and he says are you guys good at brakes and he's like yeah we're okay the customer's like what do you what do you mean you're okay and he's like well, we we, we do okay and so they're talking about the brakes and he's like, yeah, we fix them. You know, you, you either stop or you hit something. But either way you stop. Yeah, either way you stop. <laughs> the customer is just wide eyed, just like, what? So that that kind of leads us into a bad light. So then, you know, that, that kind of led us, Matt and I both down a dark path because we, we tend to like to take things and run with it just in ridiculous directions. So then Matt kind of started talking about Rocky Four. And like, <laughs> you, well, I'm jumping right into that. I was like, "Whoa, bro! What, uh, there, there's no mechanic in this movie. I, I'm I'm totally confused where you're at." <laughs>
1: well, yeah, it was, I'm going to finish up with a couple more mechanics in the movies. Oh, okay. We'll come. We'll come back to Rocky Force. So stand by. We have to. We have to acknowledge the uh, the female contingent. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. And I think everybody would right away, I, I have to assume everybody's thinking my cousin Vinny, Marissa Tomei. Yep. Right. Yep. 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 The, the next one, maybe it's at least hinted at it. And I guess demonstrated a little bit is um, Megan Fox and Transformers. I, I think it's a little more than hinted, but yeah. Well, she's under the hood of the Camaro. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but
0: in dark side of the moon, she's like physically working on the motorcycle. Well, yeah, that's right.
1: That's a good point.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's like she's, she's in a motorcycle shop, right? Yeah. She's running her dad's motorcycle shop. Cause he yeah. just got out of jail.
1: Right on. And then another one that popped into my head is, um, Diane Franklin better off dead. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're fixing up the staying. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on. She's French, yeah. I just watched a um, Grand Tour. They were talking about all the French cars, <laughs> but, but they fix up the Mustang, and she led the way. She showed John Cusack what to do and how to do it. Good old Monique. That's very good. I was just gonna drop her name on you. It's very French, but you did it for me. I feel like I feel like you're trying to
0: challenge me now.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> oh, okay. You'll probably win, though.
0: I mean. <laughs> I doubt it in the hierarchy of knowledge you're up here
1: yeah I'm down here <laughs> right the yeah, hierarchy I'm just saying you're, you're zoomed way in on that hierarchy that that no, 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 no. looks that's, huge no it's that's not a, it's,
0: that's a panned out view man there's no propaganda here
1: yeah and you're probably looking at it in a mirror so it's reversed and that's alright nope and I'm standing right side up <laughs> it's not upside down it's a good try <laughs> Hey guys, Matt here talking to you about what the NAPA Auto Care Center program can do for your business. You probably already know the NAPA brand is the most recognized and trusted name in the automotive aftermarket industry. In fact, studies show nearly 95% of customers recognize NAPA and associate it with quality parts, service, and technical expertise. So why not complete a pro image upgrade and take advantage of that? ProImage is a co-branding program for the exterior and interior of your shop. On the outside, it includes the Napa colors and distinctive Napa signage. While the public may know you as a reliable, locally owned business, a ProImage upgrade helps set your shop apart from the competition even further. It is also a visual signal to your customers and potential customers that you and Napa are partners. Most importantly, ProImage really works. This co-branding opportunity has helped Napa Auto Care Centers across the country increase their car counts and sales. In fact, those that have completed the Pro Image project enjoy an average of 23% sales increase during their first year. Pro Image upgrades are also available for the interior of your shop. A Pro Image interior upgrade transforms your customer waiting area from merely utilitarian to warm and welcoming. The goal is to maintain your shop's independent identity while enhancing the customer's experience. You can get a free look at what a Pro Image exterior or interior upgrade can look like by visiting the Napa Auto Care member site and clicking on the Napa Pro Image link under the Napa Pro Image tab. Or contact your local Napa Auto Parts store. Your servicing Napa store can tell you more about Pro Image plus the hundreds of other reasons to become part of the Napa Auto Care family, the largest network of independent auto repair shops in the country. The movie reference, so I brought up Rocky for, and I was literally, literally today, uh, I was parking a car, backing it into the spot for completed for a customer to pick up, and I was just kind of thinking to myself that I know a few techs out there that quite literally look forward to problem cars, and and the reason I bring it up is I've, I've kind of had a rash of just jacked up um, butt-kicking cars. Full-on basket cases. Yeah, you know, like one was a um, 2007 Nitro. came from another shop. Um, I think they bought it to flip, and it had transmission issues. Specifically, um, I think it had to do with the... Torque converter clutch solenoid. So they put a conductor plate in it. Now, mind you, I just talked about a Dodge Nitro and said conductor plate. So if you're domestic Asian heavy, you're going like, what the heck is a conductor plate? And if you're Eurocentric, you're going to be going, what is a conductor plate doing in a Dodge? Are you sure? You know, I'm pretty sure there's no rebadged Mercedes actually there is oops but not not the I don't think it's the nitro but the transmission the NG NAG1 is a Mercedes transmission and they put a conductor plate in it that didn't fix the issue they've got a used transmission control module put it in more problems so they brought it to me to program the TCM and then hopefully that would fix everything so it programs just fine, but I get a code for uh, variant coding, incorrect, which is, again, that's not Dodge speak. That is not Chrysler speak, as far as I know, uh, definitely not jammer or Ford. So I have a variant coding issue, and that's very Euro-type words, or I guess Hyundai-Kia uses it, and maybe Nissan. But that's just not normal Dodge tor- terminology, variant coding, like what, what? well, I don't see any functions to code this thing. And I think, you know, I thought that would be part of programming, but it's not. I don't see anything dedicated to that, uh, to variant coding. Fine, fine. Go to service info and uh, whatever your information source is, uh, tech authority or um, all data, whatever, that you, you do what's called an EGS initialization. It's through the scan tool, and mine will not complete. It's unsuccessful every time. So mind you, I have a new conductor plate installed by another shop. I have a used transmission control module. If I compare it to the transmission control module they took out, what they put in was a Siemens unit, and what they took out was a Continental. So now it's like wrestling with, am I wasting my time trying to program this freaking TCM? So what do you do, right? So get a new TCM from the dealer. Shows up, it's a Siemens unit. So it's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not sure now how I feel about this. No, I'm really confused. Yeah, programs just fine. Fails the EGS initialization, and wrestle around with it. You know, start messaging friends, uh, specifically John Rogers and uh, Tanner and uh, Tanner Brandt. And just spitballing ideas back and forth. Do a few uh, capacitive discharges where we short the battery cables together and wait. Um, Tried programming the TCM a few different times. What do we do? It's like, you know, you verify power feeding ground over and over. Verify, com stuff like that. And then uh, John Rogers is kind of like, you know, just for fun, program that PCM again. Because it was at the latest firmware. I didn't, I didn't, I shouldn't say again, but program the PCM. PCM was already at the latest firmware version. So it's not like directing you through Ytech to reprogram it. Essentially, you kind of force it, right? It tells you it's at the latest firmware. You keep going. It says you're going to program it with the same firmware. You sure?
0: Yep. Do it. You're really speaking Euro now. Force reflashing.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, get done with the PCM flash programming and I do the EGS initialization, bang, it goes through with the new new TCM. And now it sets a P0743 for the TCC solenoid uh, circuit issue, which is the reason they put the conductor plate in and the reason they replaced the, well, partly the reason, I should say, really the reason that they put the conductor plate in. So there are, You know, now I'm scoping the TCC solenoid control current. And unfortunately for me, which kind of sucks, is that it tests the TCC. Like, you could see the test on a scope. So I'm looking at um, supply voltage to the TCM, looking at the controls voltage to the TCC solenoid, and I'm looking at current. And it doesn't test it on key cycles. It tests it on startup and it's immediate. You can see that it hits the TCCC, TCC, TCC, sorry, hits the TCC, boom, 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 boom. And then you can see the voltage just dropped to zero. It goes into limp. I mean, within five seconds of startup, it's in limp. So I'm looking at it and I don't, I do not like the way the control side looks, you know, and so I, jumper so that I can ch- um, manually control the TCC solenoid. I'm now con- grounding it. And I hit it. You got to hit it pretty fast or, man, she pulls some major current. I think the resistance of the solenoids are on two ohms. So she's going to pull some you know, pretty good current for the size of wires. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, danger. So And, and right, you saturate it pretty fast too, just with hitting it as fast as you can so I was using my um, start like that starter switch to bump starter switch you know what I mean yeah. and I'm using it so I'm hitting it pretty fast and uh, hard so that it's making a good complete circuit but rapid and um, man you know that solenoid looks perfect I can see a nice pedal bump nothing seems wrong to me electrically and so I grabbed the old t- the, not the old the used TCM And I try to do the EGS initialization; it fails. Program the PCM again. Force force flash it. Goes through. Do the EGS initialization. Passes. Truck is fixed. And that's not. I'm not trying to imply that this was just murder you hard, but it's it sucked. That's a that's a pretty strong fighting match there, though. Right, but I'm so. There's people, there's techs out there, really, really, really good techs. And I'm kind of jealous of them. They look forward to that. Like they're looking at that car going, Wow, this is this is gonna be a challenge. Bring it on. And I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally I'm looking at that nitro and other cars like it. And I had a few of them this week. I'm looking at like I'm looking across the ring at Drago. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna go get my butt kicked. <laughs> I I am walking into the middle of the ring to get destroyed I don't know if I can gut this one out like Rocky I I think I'm going down I'm going down hard and the worst part is is everybody everybody at the shop everybody that you know the shop that sent the car to me they're going to tell everybody else and if I go on social media you know Facebook groups or if I go on a diagnostic network or if I call up some of my friends for help they're going to be like I thought this guy was smart like what an idiot so when I, when I get these cars, it's kind of some dread. Like I'm going to be outed. This is going to be the one. This is going to be the car that outs me. Everybody's going to find out I'm not that great. And then when I get anything, any car fixed, it doesn't have to be a tough car. <laughs> if I get it fixed or I figure it out uh, accurately, I am relieved. I, like I have a wave of relief. And then I go grab the keys for the next car and then the anxiety starts building up a little bit and I go through the same thing. And, you know, I'm not trying to insinuate my anxiety is debilitating. It's just the pit of my stomach is kind of like this could be the one. This could be the car that lets everybody in the world or, you know, my world know that (laughs) I suck. I think there's a certain amount
0: of that performance anxiety for everybody in the trade, or, or at least the guys that are really good at it, right? That are that are invested and really care about the work that they do. I mean, now, you you take the anxiety that you feel, and then you multiply it times 12 or 14 or 15 a day, and then, you know, I'm, I'm right there in the same boat with you. It's like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I like the problems, but man, at a certain point, you're like man, this is like, am I, am I in the right spot here? Like, should I be doing this? And then like, if I don't pull it off, how bad do I look? So let me be the first to say, nobody can fix every car. It's impossible, right? Normally there's there, you're going to have one or two cars a year where it always takes that, you know, somebody to help you get out of that boxing match, right?
1: That used to be my life. One or two cars, but it's going up rapidly.
0: Yeah, that just—that's because you're moving up the food chain. It's just a testament <laughs> to how good you are, right? But I mean, Rocky, Rocky had help, right? He had Apollo and before Drago killed him. Not for Drago, but yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, you know, he, but, but he had Apollo's trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Apollo went out and got killed. Yeah, that was the start of the movie what you're saying is you're afraid you're going to turn into Apollo and not Rocky. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm hearing right now. And I, I think, I think think a lot of us have that.
1: I don't have Apollo's moves either. I'm, I'm Rocky's moves and I'm going to go out there and get just, just good at taking destroyed like Apollo. I'm I'm definitely Rocky. I'm just too stupid to stay down. That's all it is. Dance, dance right into that 2000 PSI punch. So you guys
0: can't see it, but right now I'm, I'm kind of, Digitally punching Matt in the face. He's roided up. He he was roided up. Severely roided 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 up. up. I I think that's a, and and I'm glad we're talking about it because I think it's an issue that, and it's not helped by some of the groups that we're in. There's some tech groups where like somebody legitimately has, I'll say galled up enough to post in a group for help. Now, I'm not going to say the post is always perfect and has all the information that we need. But sometimes they kind of get they kind of get beat up too, right? Yeah. And that so is that leading people to not ask for help or not reach out or use outlets that they have or maybe even shy away from getting involved in those hard cars? Is that what causes a bunch of punting?
1: I think yeah, I think there's that. I think there's just the assumption that the core group of brains of the group whatever, you know, the top tier Leaders of that group, the ones that are going to probably respond and help, they are those ultra confident types. Like they grab the keys to the car and the ticket or whatever, head out to the vehicle. And the assumption is that car is going to be fixed, diagnosed or fixed or whatever in a rapid amount of time, short amount of time. And there it's no sweat.
0: I don't know if it's overconfidence, but some of us keep boxing gloves in our toolbox.
1: <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, the, I think that's the perception. Like, if I'm thinking about, you know, this car now, I've, I've made a couple of bad calls on or wrong calls. If we bolted some parts on it, it still isn't fixed, or I have no idea what I am doing. I don't even know where to start and I'm breaking down and uh, man, I, I, can't, I, I don't like that I keep stopping and tangent or stop and caveat, stop caveat. But I think, I think I have to do it. You really have two kind of distinct types, right? Where you have the one type that there's no hesitation in asking for help. Right. That Really like step one, you know, verify complaint. Step two, uh, Plug a scan tool in. Step three, ask for help.
0: Uh, You know, all right. So I'm going to step back and tell you from tech support side, there's at least the two, maybe a third category that I think you're alluding to, which is reach out and reach out early. And then there's don't reach out until it's so bad and so upside down that we're probably going to have to find Merlin in a movie and drag him into this fight. You know. I think that's. I think that's probably pretty accurate.
1: I, I think those are the ones that um, catch he- hell for one reason, and you got the other ones. I, I think the perception is that when you're hesitant to ask for help, it's because there's some shame involved, and that the the fear is is you're going to get ridiculed because these this group that may help you they just don't have those types of issues and I, I think it's that perception thing they're they're you know you got that kind of that table type personality if you know if you have you play poker you kind of have this table personality you know you play tight you play loose whatever yeah you're a numbers guy or math guy or a you know gut guy whatever uh, or player and, um, these, the assumption is these types do not really struggle with cars that they kind of are always know what to do. And it's nothing. It's like, another day, whatever, bring it, get my six cars or eight cars or 10 cars or 15 cars a day done. No problem. And so there's that hesit- hesitancy because you don't know, you don't know the, from their perspective that you know periodically they also have to stop and think or ask for help and then they ask for help they don't nobody knows they asked for help so i think that's another reason people are hesitant i i think like there's a unspoken protocol for asking for help that you have done your due diligence I'm not saying you've, you know, you've made bad calls, but you've done some of your research, at least covered. Yeah, you've yeah, attempted. You've you've attempted to, you know, some diagnostic process, whether it's driven by a, a test plan or a um, flow chart or whatnot. You've tried to educate yourself on the system by whatever means, training classes, old, you know, textbooks, uh, service information blah 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 you, you've sought out service bulletins um, stuff like that that you can go in with some information you know if, if we pick on the TCC solenoid uh, scenario with that Nitro that you have some waveforms maybe you don't know what they mean but you've 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 collected them and then you post that up. Hopefully, if you get any kind of ribbing, it's just part of that social thing. And I'm not saying it's good, bad, or otherwise, but if it's happening, I'm hoping it's more good natured ribbing.
0: The good, the bad, the ugly.
1: Right. And you're going to get the help you need. And, um, you know, it's, I think it's the ones where it's like, you know, I brought the car in. I don't know what to do. I, you know, got this code. We put a, TCC solenoid in it. We put a TCM in it. Thinking about putting a wire harness in it. What do you guys think? Well, you know, what did you test? Why? Well, you know, I drove it with a scan tool and I couldn't see anything wrong. W- what were you looking at when you drove it with a scan tool? You know what I mean? That and those are the ones that. Those are the ones that they
0: turn ugly quick.
1: Yeah, but yeah. see,
0: but then then when they do turn ugly, you get the guy that tested everything. He did everything he was supposed to, and he's got a fault code, and the car is not broken, but it keeps setting this code. It keeps setting a misfire code. It keeps setting of this, yep. and then come to find out that there's this hidden piece of information that was never even a service bulletin, or maybe it was a service bulletin that was really obscure and got deleted that says, yeah, once that, once that problem is fixed, you have to delete the fault codes four times in a row back to back <laughs> before it actually clears that fault code it prevents that guy. So he just keeps staying in the ring fighting Drago.
1: Yeah. Or there's a crank relearn procedure, scan tool driven or not. You know, you you got to do X amount of D cells to force it to do a profile, crank, crank profile relearn of some sort that, oh, all of a sudden, you know, it's flagging misfires, but you don't feel it misfiring. It's not actually misfiring. There's a relearn procedure. However, did service information ever really tell you that? Where would you learn to do something like that? And sometimes it's there. Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's there. And like you said, hidden a little bit.
0: It's very, very subtle or it, it's, yeah. it's hinted at, which, you know, my preferred car line, there's a lot of information that it's there, but it's not called out immediately. It's just very subtle. It's like, so this does this and this does this. And if you read between the lines, you're like, well, it doesn't do that. So who's doing that? Yeah. Yeah. So
1: Yeah. Or, you know, in some cases, you don't have the information you need. Um so it's like um not technical service bulletins so much. Although, I mean, that's that's possible too. I guess I've run into it more than um more lately than ever before, where there is differences between service information providers. Of service bulletins, so Identifix will not have a service bulletin. All data has it, and, and I'm not. I'm not trying to imply all that is better. We're not picking on anybody. You just yeah, yeah. Use an example. You got to keep it in the back of your head that you might have to go to OE information to get the latest bulletins or all of the bulletins. Or what's worse is you're in a
0: service information, regardless of who it is, motor, on-demand, all data, whatever it is. They have the bulletin, but the printing of the bulletin they have is five years old. That bulletin updated (laughs) 17 times since, and it it was never updated in the service information. So what you have is the initial reaction that engineering gave you, not the final reaction, which – send you down a rabbit hole. You put the boxing gloves back on and you go back in for round two, except you come out bloody and, you know, you, now your eye's purple and it looks like, you know, there's a golf ball hanging out of your temple. It's just, so what do you do?
1: And then there's certain bulletins that you may not have access to, uh, even if you do subscribe to OE. Oh, yeah. Depending on, you know, special service messages, um, preliminary uh, what are they? P- preliminary inspection?
0: Engineering cases or... Yeah. Y- you know, things that happen behind the scenes between technician and field service or engineering or whatever. Yeah. That Star is a,
1: case bulletins.
0: A round table or a pre-PIP or, you know, yeah. Puma case for BMW.
1: Yeah. So, you know, when people know about that uh, versus the ones that don't and the ones that don't are struggling... what what other option do you have other than to reach out and ask? I mean, and then hopefully when you get that, like, Hey, there's a bulletin for that. Okay. How would I get that? And then hopefully that's where a lot of the improvement occurs is, you know, yeah. Giving them the info, but then I would want to know how to access that info. So I don't have to ask this again. I'm going to ask something else. I'm sure. But what can I do to not have to ask this again and get this answer again? Not maybe this specific repair, but this bulletin. You have to go to this area, uh, this resource, whatever it is to get this type of information. Like one, another example would be like what Volkswagen, late model Volkswagen. Your your scan tool is probably not going to be a whole heck of a lot of help aftermarket. No. Uh, in oh yeah, Volvo I mean, Jeepers, it's not just them. I mean, there's, I'm sure Mercedes, of course. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, and and it's kind of a thing that it started with European cars. It's going to continue to migrate to other car manufacturers where.
1: I agree wholeheartedly.
0: you, You have an aftermarket scan tool. It can read fault codes. It can run activations. It can read live data. But all of that operational or functional description or description of operation or enabling criteria, whatever you want to label it as, is all kind of integrated into the tool. We commonly say hidden in the tool. It's not really hidden. It's integrated into whether it be a test plan or, you know, a, a non-electrical diagnosis flow chart or whatever. The things are put into the tool. It's the way of the future. It's been going yeah. that way. You know, my, my selected car brand's been like that for
1: decades Yeah, I had a Volvo in, it was um, setting a, the the code that was set was um, reading with multiple, multiple aftermarket scan tools, was a parking aid sensor, ultrasonic. Okay, well, there's like eight to choose from. Which one? It didn't even tell me if it was in the rear or the front. Roll the diagnostic dice. Yeah, right? Put in all eight, I don't know. And (laughs) I guess I could have, I would have fixed it. Yeah, you would have. But I go through the heartbreak, <laughs> not the heartbreak, but the the pain of getting Vita going round three. Yep, and get Vita going, and then now not only do I get a very specific, a different and specific um, DTC, which is it was the first the um, the first uh, five digits are the same. It was the the follow ups that de- designated which sensor was what.
0: An OE suffix to that code.
1: Yeah, there. It I like that word suffix because yes, that's what it is. That's the technical term. I'm the told suffix. I got the suffix and, of course, with Vita, then the service info is right there. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. Now I know exactly which sensor it was, and uh, it was a failed sensor. You know, it would it would not have been something as you know that I could have determined with just a flashlight to see that it was broke or um, you know, not connected or something like that. But um, yeah. Um, and not to keep rolling with this, but I had this other, um, 2020 blazer from a collision shop, blew some bags, quite a few bags in a collision and, uh, they replaced them all and, uh, got a new airbag control module. They sent it to get programmed and, you know, I program a lot of stuff for them. It's usually wing, you know, wham, bam, done. And this one finished programming, but it wouldn't configure the, um, the, the loops, the deployment loops. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So after you're done programming, it kind of...
0: It has to do a search to find the airbag circuits and teach them in.
1: If it's, yeah, if it's supposed to have 20 loops, then it's looking for 20 loops. And I get a configuration error. And, um, you know, after a couple of key cycles starting it up, it set another code for the driver seatbelt retractor. So I call up the collision shop. It's like, hey, did you guys replace that? Yep. Hmm, Weird. Okay. Maybe a wiring problem. Let me check it out. It's unplugged. You know, plug it in thinking you're going to be done. Now just sets the configuration uh, error. Those that care, it's a B1019. And you can't clear it. Tried programming there, big module again. I am sifting through data. You know, I started out with aftermarket tools. Finally, I'm like, well, maybe, just maybe. It's a 2020. Get GD, you know, it's a GM, so GDS2 connected. And I'm pouring over this information. Uh, Or not information, over the PIDs. Like, is there any discrepancies? I can't find anything. And um, I drove it in, or I drove it out to bring something in in front of it, and then drove it back in, and I got a Yaw sensor code. It was Yaw Sensor 2, and that just kind of seemed odd to me. So I pull the part number through the scan tool off the airbag module, and I call up the dealer. The dealer uh, looks up the part. The part number I have ends in 5.8. The controller that it's supposed to have is ends in 5.9. In the closure shop, all they do is they call up VIN number or the last 8, and they send them an airbag control module. So, I'm not sure what happened or how or, you know, but, man, you know, it's like, it looks the same, you know. It, it plugged in, it fit. Yeah, in defense of the collision shop plugging it in, like, and would they pay attention to one digit off?
0: Yeah, but see, would it even would it even make a difference to pay attention to it? Because how often do things get superseded?
1: Yeah, all the I, time. I run into
0: this daily. I mean, yeah. daily, you know, I on the phone i get wrong parts all the time with with remote shops that we're working with it's not their fault i mean how are, are they supposed to be a mind reader but if we go back and consult the parts <laughs> that catalog line. i mean use the use the force i mean it that's frustrating that's you know we're we're back in the ring now you know getting beat up again to me it's these are conversations that we jokingly have with each other that i don't think anybody really takes to heart
1: you know no i don't i don't think so I mean, I, I don't want to imply I was sitting there pulling my hair out, but there's a point where I'm sitting there like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Like, I don't even know what to do now. You know, d- would I have, I would have pursued the part number stuff because that's all I had to do that I could think of to do. The off-sensor thing made it, because the off-sensors are in the uh, airbag control module, uh, that... That would have, and that didn't set in the airbag control module. By the way, it set in the ABS. Of course, um, but that was the only other clue. Like hey, they got the wrong module. Like, and how do you even get the wrong module? Was it boxed wrong? They got billed for the wrong module.
0: Oh, that's that's. We'll blame that on the parts guy. That's that's what we love to do.
1: And even at then, like I don't know what the parts guy would have done because I don't think they're not like entering in RPO codes for GMs anymore. I think the VIN it kind of decodes all of that.
0: Maybe he had to, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe he had to order it from another location and he typoed the number on the transfer order. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, we, I, I don't know. We we never know, right? We we never know. We never get the answer of how did we get this part number that's
1: wrong. Drove it back over to the collision shop. Just the whole time, just relief. Like, <sighs> I lived to fight another day.
0: Right? It's, it's a real battle, man. And, and and I think you're right. I think that there's mainly the two categories. There's the Rocky and there's the Drago.
1: Right? Am I going to stay in the I'm fight? Not Drago.
0: Well, but see, if you're Rocky, you stay in the fight, right?
1: Yeah, but mm, serious, serious head trauma. Well, I mean, it's better than being... Oh, Sylvester Stallone almost died filming the stupid movie.
0: Well, I mean, it, it's either that or overconfidence and then you just lose all the time.
1: I, I don't know what he was thinking. Like, hey, Dolph, I think we should really hit each other. Okay.
0: I, I think uh, you should really take a center uh, block and just beat me about the fortnight really with hurts.
1: It. Yeah. Goes to the ER. Like, <laughs> it should be dead. Yo,
0: Adrian. Alright, Rock, we're off we're <laughs> right. scene now. We're off scene now, Rock. You can stop saying that. Like, I I don't know. I, I'm kind of torn because I see it from both sides where you have the guys that are they have that anxiety and they kind of submit to that will. You know, sure that probably in the long run helps them out because they don't get embattled. You know, really if we talk about it the longer we stay in that battle and not know or, or getting beat how much money are we making? Not a lot. Right? Yeah. We're, we're losing. But then at the same time, then, then our pride steps up, right? He creeps up. Pride. He joins the party. He's like, you got to fix this car or everybody's going to figure out you're a fraud. That's what drives me.
1: <laughs>
0: right? And then, uh, then you have other guys that they just, like you said, they just enjoy the challenge. I- I'm just here for the challenge. I don't want a brake job.
1: They don't want the uh, regular issues. They only want the really jacked up stuff. You know, they, some of us seek that out,
0: and it's a it's a mental disease. It's a disorder. It's, <laughs> there's no cure for it.
1: Just more broken cars. I mean, I'm honestly I'm uh, fairly jealous of that. I kudos to them for welcoming the challenge and uh, accepting it and taking it on. And the ones I can think of offhand, I think are fairly successful. Uh, in doing so, I don't, and, you know, don't get me wrong, that's not really how they just make their money solely on fixing these problem childs like Dr. House, but they, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, if they if we're, were like Dr. House, we'd get to chuck parts at cars left and right nobody would think about it, right? That's his, that's like his philosophy. I've never heard
0: on an episode of House, oh, the patient has decided that they're pulling the plug. We're not spending any more money on testing. Never once has that ever been
1: said. No, that one, there was the one where there's that really, 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 really heavy set dude. And he's like, stop all treatment. I'm going home. And uh, Cameron, the one uh, doctor and his team drugged him so that he fell through a big tempered glass window and I don't think he was injured from that. I think that's a felony. He was like 600 some pounds. Well, they didn't tell anybody. <laughs> so, but yeah, right. And I think it ends up the diagnosis was lung cancer. And then, um, how awesome would that be to just be like, you know what? We need to do this. And
0: then you just get to do it. That would be amazing. Right? Well,
1: that's what I'm thinking though is how the, the, his philosophy is treat, treat, treatment tells us more than testing. They do a lot of testing, but he'd rather just start treating and watch how Let's you react. Treat and
0: See what the reaction is.
1: Yes, yeah. th- that's more informative.
0: Is that is that like uh, substitute known good part? Is that what that is? Yeah,
1: that's exactly. So I think maybe we need to do an episode on what we can learn from House M D. Oh MD man, God,
0: you're gonna get us yelled at. We then, can the,
1: justify parts cannons. Oh
0: man, the parts the parts houses are gonna. There kill it you. is. Parts suppliers. He's are a gonna,
1: genius. Yeah. Right. House MD is a genius. He could, instead of being a doctor, he could have been a physicist studying dark matter. And no, he chooses to save lives and solving those puzzles. And he does it with treatment, which is essentially a parts cannon. If we want to be like House, we have to all start using parts cannons. It should be accepted. But how many cars a week does
0: House fix? Oh, it's like one. One a month. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I I'll, could live with that. I think I, I'll stick be with diagnostic. That, that that. That seems to... I, I can get a few more
1: cars in a week that way. Well, it's Maybe. pretty rare that he fixes anything. He just diagnoses, yeah. right? He's got that whiteboard he draws on. and I am jealous of the whiteboard. I could use a whiteboard. That'd be good. We can walk around with a cane and be really rude to
0: everybody. Yeah, but like, then I'm you're digging gonna, this. Yeah, but then you're going to have to go back. We're going to have to continue the series on substance abuse because that's just...
1: Yeah, I can. Pop and ends all day.
0: Yeah, that's probably not good. So, I mean, let me go back for a second. We're we're talking about okay. So we 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 enter. Player two has entered the game. I'm going to come into some environment, whether it's a coworker, whether it's diag, whether it's any of the other forums, whether it's the Facebook groups. I, I say Facebook a lot because that's like the most common one everybody has now, right? Because and I and I blame IATN, and I say blame. Very lovingly, but that's where that came from was IATN back in the day. That's what networked us, and then it just became easier through social media for us to reach out to people that we knew or people that we'd never met, but we developed some sort of pseudo relationship with. But now, when do you ask for help? When when do you when do you tap in that tag team partner for that wrestling match? Because I know you're a huge wrestling fan. So when do when do I when do I reach out and I I, I struggle to get to the rope and I say Matt Matt Matt. Tap in, tap in. Like when when do I tap you in, right? Is it oh I scan for codes and I check for bulletins and I don't know which way's up. Why am I dressed like this? Whose name is on my shirt? That's not my name. Who is this? Where am I at? Or is it do I wait till I'm really far down the rabbit hole twelve hours in? Ten hours in.
1: I mean that seems to be how you get the best pop from the crowd is you wait until you're just barely crawling to your corner and then somehow find enough energy to leap. Yeah. So that you're parallel. Parallel to the mat, and then you just get in touch to tag in your partner, and then they come in, you know, with that fire and yeah, they're just mowing everybody down with clotheslines. Because when you get tagged in, clotheslines become the most effective technique. The
0: effective, just telegraphing yeah. that clothesline from you're reaching yeah. down from about
1: Georgia and you're just coming at them. Yep. Yep. Maybe a super kick here and there, but body slams if you're really old school, but I don't know if they even body slam anymore. It's pretty rudimentary. Maybe we can get it more like that motivational speech from
0: your corner coach and less like that tag-in where we just silver bullet start clotheslining the hell out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right? Where's the happy yeah, medium there? Where's that happy medium?
1: Yeah, I think seriously, it's you're out there doing, doing what you need to do or doing what you can do to the best of your ability. And realizing you're not getting anywhere, you know. So you're you're standing in the ring and looking across the, you know, whatever pick, whatever. Sorry, you want, I guess. Brock Lesnar. No.
0: Oh, oh no, you did not. Just took Brock <laughs> Lesnar out of my
1: mouth. Yeah. So Brock Lesnar and you're <laughs> throwing everything you got at him, and it's just and not, not working. Like throwing every part at him. I mean, you're throwing every technique you got. Every. I mean, you ripped a pole off the
0: corner of the ring, and just it's not working
1: you've did what you could and it's not doing much. It's time to try to get some help because at least your partner can see you tried, you know, it it, it wouldn't be like ding, 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 ding. He, you know, he hits you once and then you run over to Tay again, right? Yeah. Kind of like, uh, what's that DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince song. I think I can beat Mike Tyson. <laughs> went in and got hit once oh man YouTube's gonna be on fire tonight with everybody everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face
0: that's exactly right you know so would we say that like going to training would be like having Mick yeah so we got Mick in our corner we're training
1: especially if it's Jim Morton
0: he kind of looks like him ooh 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 Jim for the record that was not me firing that shot this time it's normally me
1: Mickey has more hair but yeah,
0: well, I think, I think Jim's got better jokes. Mickey's saltier, though, so it gets the point across. I don't know. Celebrity death match. Mickey versus Jim Morton. Who wins that battle?
1: I'm guessing if I if Jim's at Vision, you're probably going to see me laying in the hall somewhere clotheslined.
0: For the audience, I promise I will livestream that because I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it in the Facebook groups, too. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just... I love the movie. I mean references. it's like
1: anything. It's it's acquiring the proper equipment, it's acquiring the uh, proper service information. So
0: we need Mickey. We need Mickey. We need boxing gloves and we need a whiteboard.
1: Yeah, and training. <laughs> the whiteboard's key. You got to have a
0: team. the boxing gloves and the whiteboard.
1: And yeah. you need to I, I mean it's the, the the training and everything that's just stacking the ads that you have more Uh, offense to throw first
0: training networking networking is good but it's a it's a double-edged sword like we're talking about like
1: you know hopefully your network you build a network over time especially in when you go to training
0: not everybody has the network where they can call someone as smart as matt fanslow and go
1: hey man yeah and he gives you somebody else's phone number that's what i am i'm the operator sometimes knowing a guy is the answer right yeah call call Matt up. Hey, can you help me on this? No, but I know we I got a guy for that. Here we go. Let me plug in. Yeah, no, that's not, that's not. I will hook you up. It's like, hey, have you ever fixed a car in your life? Me? Uh, By accident? Yeah. Rolodex. Every, even a broken clock's right twice a day. Maybe you should just sell your Rolodex. I wonder what that's worth. Oof,
0: man. The hate mail you're about to get from everybody in that (laughs) Rolodex is going to be amazing.
1: Amazing. I will tell you, Justin Morgan's number is in my rolodex. So immediately, it's worth ooh man, a bucks. Guess I'm flying to Minnesota this week.
0: I'm gonna have to <laughs> kick the crap out of Drago. <laughs> God, I think uh, you know. Maybe the question is: is what situation you pretend you you play Rocky versus Drago? Because there's times where we should tap out. There's times where we should back out. You know. That that white towel. I'm a be horrible
1: thrown. person to ask that question.
0: I am the wrong person to ask because I will. I have stayed at the shop to diagnose cars, even though customers don't want to, just because I have to know what the answer is. I've stayed on the support line until eleven o'clock East Coast programming or diagnosing or muddling something around, trying to just stumble into an answer that makes sense or just trip over something on my whiteboard. Just I don't know where, where's that break point.
1: I don't know cuz this is Sisera pff, 2000 and oh man 2005 2006 I posed a question I believe on IATN about when when do you throw in the towel when when do you give up when when is that problem child car not worth it when Joe Rogan's got you
0: in a Camaro and is about to rip your shoulder out that's it
1: well and it's it's the ego thing right it's that pride and not just the technician too it's the sur- or service manager maybe but the owner management involved as well where um, they also want it figured out like we want to help the customer and also I mean we want to be that shop too we want to be the ones that figure it out. yeah we want to be that shop that everybody sends their tough cars to because we get them figured out and I don't blame you I under I sympathize greatly. It may not be logical. It may not be business savvy. And I, so that question led to some answers.
0: My inner Seth is going, no, no, not profitable.
1: Specifically from uh, Randy Burnclaw, he responds. His answer is literally, it's just a car, right? And why get so wrapped up into it? It's not like it's a person that is you know losing their life in front of you and you're a doctor and you're figuring them out saves their life or quality of life, whatever. And I understand that logic. But on the flip side, I'll take that. It's just a car and flip it a little bit and be like, yeah, it's just a car. Why is it kicking my butt? Oh, this yeah. is back in 2000, you know, five, 6, 7. They're not cars like 2010s on up, 2012s. We're we're talking about solid
0: customer base of like two thousands and ninety nines and ninety eights.
1: Yeah, and the co- the complexities have skyrocketed. You know, and okay, I don't maybe even know the- that.
0: I don't even know that skyrocket is is the right adjective or adverb there. I mean, it's just it's almost indescribable at this point.
1: And I don't think we're even talking about like it runs bad. I think like some of the worst ones are, you know. Intermittent body parasitic systems. drains or yeah, body yeah. systems, always the body system. That's
0: always the worst, hands down.
1: Some weird can issue that's intermittent. Like,
0: oh, or, or my, the, I, I got a battery drain Is the network staying alive. And, and, and I, I go to the one accessible splice pack in the trunk. And there's a, this is a true story, by the way. There's a ricochet bullet hole in the trunk. And the bullet tagged the harness and it's touching the metal shard flipped over from the metal, the bullet going through. There's there's no amount of training for that. There's no training. There's no class. There's no nothing you can do to diagnose that. I tripped across that.
1: We could take a page or a lesson from most mobile techs. They they don't mess around with intermittents. No. If they they show up and it's not doing it, they charge you for the service call and they leave. Peace out. Call me when it's broken. Yep. All the time. And I'm not saying to take such a hard line. In their world, they have to, right? Because it isn't just pull another car in, it's hop in their car and drive to the next job, which who knows how far away that is. You know, different business model, but there's some logic to that where, I mean, how much time do you invest in something that the probabilities of success are low? And the longer you spend, the lower the probability is. Yeah. And it's taking you away from profitable work. Yeah. And not just from a technician's standpoint, not just, you know, however you're compensated aside. Don't care if it's salary, don't care if it's hourly, don't care if it's flat rate or commission. Blah, doesn't blah, matter.
0: Blah. Doesn't matter what your in what, what your pay plan is, the shop's still losing money at that point.
1: Right. Even the from the perspective of the boss, the the owner, the manager, at some point it's gotta be like we gotta get this profitable stuff in here because A, we have bills to pay, B, you know, you guys want newer, better equipment, we, you know, we have to have a budget to be able to keep improving and so that that has the way that has the weigh in on us a little bit that, you know, coming in on, I mean, I, I don't know how many I'm trying to think of like the top tier shop owners, whatever that means too, I I'm, I'm trying to speak more hypothetically than anything would really want a tech to come in on a weekend on their own time to stay late after hours to figure this car out. Would there be coaching involved? It's like, Hey, Hey, I'm, I am so happy that you care this much and you have this desire, but man, go home, go be with your family. Compartmentalize. Yeah. It's your weekend. Go do what you do. Go. Um, it's an addiction. It becomes an addiction. Yeah, uh, I mean, and just that—that gotta know, it's gotta know, you know, and not just because I gotta figure out that car, but what I want to figure out where my process is broken or what is it I don't know. Like, you know, that's one thing. It's like, um, I think there's a big difference in these two phrases. In my world, I think they're huge differences then this is me speaking i hate being wrong i hate it okay but that some people might think that's very similar to saying i always want to be right or i have to be right probably more so that second one i have to be right no to me that's way different that is way 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 different i don't have to be right i just don't want to be wrong i hate being being wrong wrong yeah. And I'm wrong a lot, but I hate I hate it. Oh that's... and so I want to know so I'm not wrong and I want to get to be whatever that is, more knowledgeable, whether it's more knowledgeable about that car, fix my process a little bit better, uh, have this nugget of you know, experience slash wisdom for either another car that I'm involved with or hey, you know, my buddy Justin calls me up and he's like, dude, I'm kind of getting my butt kicked. I got this blah blah blah. And I'm like You admit that you're at the top of the hierarchy. Yes. No, no, yes. I'm the Yes. No, all yes. the higher ups that you called first were busy. No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no. There's no backpedaling here. There's no backpedaling here.
1: That's not I'm not backpedaling. This is yeah, how it works. You you start out with your number one who No. No. And then you work your way down and you start getting down into the twenties and then my name pops up. Yeah, I'm carrying. And I'm, you call and I
0: answer. Yeah, I'm back here carrying your luggage. I
1: answer because I'm needy. And then you're like, I'm, I'm getting murdered on this car. And I'm like, no way. This is like, this is really happening. And then I turn on my recorder. And then I say, I've run into something very similar. And it was easy. I had it figured out in five minutes. Yeah, right. It took me five months. But you don't know that unrealistic <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> why unrealistic. people don't ask for help <laughs> never happens this is exactly what happens oh come on you didn't know that that, sh- that happens all the time
1: how, how could you not know that God, i would see i would start out that way and then i would tell God. you the truth that i got slayed such
0: an idiot oh
1: how, how many hours you got in on it justin oh so about you're, three Call me back in about 30 more and then <laughs> i'll talk Put in the. Then work. we can sympathize with each then other. <laughs> then I'll tell you. Yes. Then I'll tell you. When you make the emotion, emotional investment, I did, I will tell you what the. When you to come to the dark side, <laughs> you will realize your powers. Yeah. Now, and then my my luck is, I'll tell you what it was, and he'll do it, and it won't fix it. Anyway. <laughs> That's exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> and then I'm like, hey
0: man, you were wrong. You were wrong. You were wrong. I hate being wrong.
1: Ah, oh, God. Gee, golly willikers. How much are airline tickets to South Carolina? Uh, well. Why can't you live in North Carolina? It'd be closer. It would be.
0: <laughs> I get that all the time. How come you can't just live in Minnesota? Not from you. Yeah, From from other people I know in Minnesota. You just need to move to Minnesota. Nope. The air hurts my face. Not moving there.
1: <laughs> nope. Not happening. I think you'd take to ice hockey
0: very well. Do you remember how tall I am? People my size don't play ice hockey. you be the goalie for a peewee team. <laughs> the, the Nets aren't that high. <laughs> Goals are not that high. Okay, well, this is Justin, not Tanner. Just How tall is
1: Hawkins?
0: Hawkins? I don't know. How tall is Hawkins? I don't know. I think he's like 5'10", 5'11". I don't know. I imagine him to be 5'11". On skates, he's got to be close to 6'4". At least. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm so torn. Like there, It's an inner struggle. I have the inner struggle. At what point do I call it quits? At what point do I go home? Is it when my wife says, hey, hey, you've been at this for 15 hours. It's time to call it quits. Just call it a day. Or is it like when the bell strikes and everybody in the shop leaves? Like, do I go home then? Do I call it quits then? Or do I just go, I've got this code. I have no clue what it means.
1: Tag, Matt, you're it. Right now, I have outs to get a because I have to leave. Because I can't have little kids home alone, so you know, at a certain time I have to leave. But I, I may physically leave the car, but you have not mentally. But mentally, worse. no, no, nope. never. Nope. Driving home just
0: steaming about it. Yep. You ever, you ever get in that car and you get in your car to go home? You don't even turn the radio on. You just drive yep. home mad as hell. Just this this inanimate object, this piece of iron aluminum and plastic is just pummeling me into the ground. I look like Rocky Balboa and I have no idea how I'm going to win this fight.
1: Yeah. No, no radio, no music, no podcasts. Nothing. It's, don't even roll the window down. Cause you just want silence. And it's just going over and over and over in my head. Don't call nobody. Uh, I'm not calling anybody to visit or to vent. It's.
0: I don't even want to see another human being right now.
1: <laughs> just
0: own little bubble. It happens. I think it happens a lot. I don't. I don't think it just happens to us either. I don't. I don't think it's that we're just special. I think it happens a lot.
1: I'm special, all right, but not the good type.
0: Well, when I said special, I meant more like you know we should have tax credits for us, but not. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean like unique. Special. I'd be game for that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's a struggle, man. I think it is. I'd be curious to see what the comments are on this podcast. I, guys. Send me a message when you're listening to this podcast. I, I'm curious now. I want to know how many people have that inner turmoil. How many of us are taking that beating like Rocky and stay in the fight? Tell me. I mean, I know some guys because I associate. We, we all kind of migrate together, right? So we can all, you know, we can be in the loser's circle at the championship for, you know, hell in a cell. But
1: I'm curious. Yeah, and I'll, yeah, and I'll have a link up to this. Um Hey, I'll, probably, you, I'll link it to YouTube because I have could a YouTube you do channel. It to one of, can, can you do one of
0: those Google surveys? Could you link a Google Ooh. survey for that? I'm stealing a Patreon. Google, Google,
1: and then we could we could do the Facebook survey on the diagnosing the aftermarket. Ooh, yeah, you could page. do a Facebook
0: survey too. I forgot you're you're super With popular the, now. You have all the outlets.
1: God, I still so want to be. I you don't. When I, I you, I you, grow you just up. make them. You don't have to be popular to make them. I, I want to be you when I grow up. I, I made the page. Yeah. You don't have to be popular to build
0: a page. And, and I swear to God, if you don't get Bob on here with me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit,
1: Mister Hype.
0: I want Mister Mister Robert Hype.
1: Yeah, I don't even get to call him by his first name anymore. It's Mister Hype.
0: Well, I'm hoping if I if I poke him enough, if I if I poke the bear enough, he'll come in. So I just, <laughs> come on, Bob, I'm tagging you in. Some point, let's go. Don't even care what the subject
1: is. You're just you're that guy. Who do, who do I want to grow up to be like? Who just has the world in the palm of their hands? I, I don't
0: know, but judging judging by previous interactions I've had, I, I'm thinking maybe it's Scott Mana.
1: I that's he's way up there. If he's not number one, he's number one and a half. I mean you you did trip over yourself to carry his luggage. That was a that was a feat to see. Uh, the best one was the wrestling match about who is going to sit in the back. We weren't <laughs> wrestling over who's going to sit in the front. These are these are legendary. We were, and we weren't wrestling over who is going to sit in front.
0: It's it was reverse shotgun. No, I'm sitting in the back.
1: And then I let him win. So I ended up sitting in front and then I ran my seat all the way forward. You know what I'm getting out of this? My is, knees are dang near into the windshield.
0: <laughs> you know, you know what I'm thinking. What I'm getting out of this whole conversation is, you just enjoy turmoil and struggle.
1: Yeah, and I need to buy a red carpet so that when I see him, I can start rolling it out and just carry it with me all the time, almost like. I
0: think Scott's going to block your phone number
1: after this. <laughs> nope, done with this guy.
0: It's going to get served with a restraining order next week.
1: Just carry this red carpet on my back, like fifty feet of it, all the time, just ready.
0: I'm really curious. You've, you've got me peaked now. I, I want to know. I want to know what I don't know, and what I don't know is what guys do. Do you stay in the fight? Do you go home at five? Do you come back the next morning, super early, jump back in that that pit of alligators? I yeah.
1: I well, hopefully we'll we'll link this to um. That Facebook page. So please visit the Facebook page. Um, We'll link it to. uh, I think YouTube's uh, or whatever your whatever your favorite listening app.
0: You're You're not going to use this video, right? Because I have no pants on. Can't tell
1: anyways. Are you going to use this video? No, I don't use video. Okay. Okay. Good. And then we'll put up like a survey. I think take the survey and um, you know leave some comments on what how you go about handling this. Cause I agree. I'm, I'm kind of interested too. Maybe we take the surveys and we go around two on this. Well, we definitely need to do round two. I think there needs to be a round two. Let's, let's get some, let's do some I research. survived the first round. Yeah. With the real Drago. you so. rock. Yep. I'm coming out for, coming out for round two. Apollo made it. He made it over past one, the first round, right? He went back out and then died. Wasn't it the third round? Yes. Yeah, third round seems right. Third, third team's right. Yeah, so we're we have to at least have three rounds, but this will be. Yeah, I think this will be a good place to end. Are you sure? I think I think it'll be. Yeah, it's a little open ended, but still, we we get some feedback on this, and hopefully, we get a fair bit of feedback and Fairly uh feedback. feed into the round too.
0: I think best feedback gets a guest spot. What you think? <laughs> I mean, it's your show. I, I I have no pull here.
1: I'm totally game
0: for that. I think, I think we, we picked the most
1: intriguing and thought provoking and let's, let's get a really original point of view. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it. I like it. I you're like in, it. I'm excited. Let's do this. You're in charge. I I just work here. I need to be charged. I'm not no, in charge.
0: No, 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 no. You're in charge. I've got to come up with your fight name now.
1: Glass <laughs> jaw. Class class
0: Joe. The Thunder from Down Under. Something. I, I got to come up uh, with something. I think that's a Vegas show. Eh, well, eh, maybe. I don't know. Glass Joe.
1: That was the first uh, character in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out that for some reason they re- removed Mike Tyson from and just called it Punch-Out. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> but it was Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. The first guy was Glass Joe. It was. And if you couldn't beat him in the first round, you sucked. Yeah, but
0: how many of these cars do we beat in the first round? Not very many. Well, you, all of them. Me Negative, negative Ghost Rider. No. A few no, here and there. No. I'm like the clubber lying sometimes.
1: Justin Morgan, LMV Bavarian, tech support extraordinaire, trainer, in person and online. Um, thank you so much for uh, being on. No, man. Thanks
0: for having me. I, I wanted to do this before, and it's just... Again, I, I'm I'm sorry I stood you up yesterday. It's kinda it's kinda crappy of me.
1: If I could have cried I would have, but I
0: know, but you don't have any emotions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> People are gonna
0: listen to this and be like, What is wrong with these two guys? No, nope, just normal text. Yeah, and paint
1: chips as a kid, played under power lines. I like to watch the microwave in operation. Up close. Yep. Yeah, you can see better when you get that screen out of the way. <laughs> I know it's such
0: a pain in the butt, man.
1: I removed mine. You rip that screen out and then you can see in there perfectly. Yes. You get a little hot headed, but cheese is bubbling. Hot pockets done. Ding. Yeah. Your hot pockets are done and your nose is bleeding, but sorry, it's, right. it's all good. <laughs> your eyes are about to explode. I have a headache now.
0: Let me know when we're going to do round two and, and who our, who our tag teammate is.
1: That would be great. That'll work. Thanks, man. All right. well, Thank you, sir. And uh, also remember you guys can email me at uh Matt Fonslow uh, Podcast at gmail.com and uh, check us out on YouTube and check out check us out on Facebook. So that was Justin Morgan, the Justin Morgan. And that's the Matt Fonslow. The Justin Morgan from LMV Bavarian. This is turned into not only not only fellow. one of my very, very best friends, but my hero. He's actually number one. No, you've Scott Mana is a oh no, pretty, we got yeah, not you. all not all too distant one one point five.
0: I'm gonna dime you out to Ken Sanders. That's what I'm gonna do.
1: <laughs> all right, we'll see. You. We'll talk to you all again. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. You've
0: been listening to Matt Fonslow diagnosing the aftermarket A to Z on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Matt on your favorite listening app. He's very interested in what you have to say. Let him know what you'd like him to cover and come on the show. Matt is all for advancing the aftermarket. Find Matt Fonslow on social media and connect. Or on aftermarketradionetwork.com.